Welcome back to It Was Murder. We're the number one heart-to-heart podcast on the internet, and we're never stopping until a year from now when we're all done with all the episodes of movies. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Elenita. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. Even more satisfied today because we watched Tis the Season for Murder. Tis the Season for Murder. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy Merry holidays. Chris- Christmas is in uh, Christmas is in a week and a half from when this comes out. Uh, uh, yeah, I usually partake in the war on Christmas and don't say Merry Christmas, but it slipped out that time. I wanted to say Happy Holidays instead. <laughs> Oopsie. Speaking of, I bought I bought us uh, tickets to the War on Christmas, um, which is streaming uh, all month. And you can buy tickets for War on Christmas, which is put together by Scotty Shoes up in Seattle. It's a really funny, like partially drag, partially musical, completely bonkers, uh, hilarious holiday Did you say show. The whore on Christmas? War. Oh. <laughs> War on Christmas. Because I like the whore on Christmas. The whore on too. Christmas is my autobiography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I Season's greetings, as I always (laughs) say. Season's greetings. And um, I am looking forward to experiencing the pandemic stylings of Dina Martina. Yes, me too. I get to do that on my birthday. Pandemic stylings. Super exciting. So good. My favorite thing. uh, Dina. Dina, actually, it's not Christmas until Dina Martina has happened to your heart. (laughs) <laughs> right it isn't the holiday season Mm-mm. until diana martina yeah it's definitely the holiday not season Christmas. Uh, <laughs> ellen is also a soldier in the war on christmas yes <laughs> <laughs> nope i am a general in the army of inclusion yeah Yay. i love that <laughs> well I love that uh, minute max time. We're going to try to sum up the <laughs> plot of the episode in 60 seconds. And Joe starts this Uh-oh. episode. Wait, Uh-oh. am I second? You are second. Yeah. I am luckily third. That makes sense to me. Because as oh, I was saying earlier, this episode was so bananas that it erased my brain every five minutes. Yes. So let me think about what happened. Okay. Tis the season for murder. The hearts are on their way home with a Christmas tree, but there's one stop before they get home that's a surprise to Jennifer, and it is a business meeting with a man in an abandoned drive-in <laughs> where Jonathan goes into the bathroom with him and talks about a toy deal. Uh, they they go back, and the Gen- Jonathan and Jennifer are leaving, and the man gets attacked by a toy snake uh, and killed, and he's murdered by this toy snake. Uh, the hearts are like, what's going on at Har Toy? Heart, not heart, heart toy, toy. <laughs> heart toy industries. So they dress up and they go in and they get a tour. Not sure what they were trying to accomplish there, but then they go back as themselves and the scientist tries to kill them in multiple different cr- crazy ways. Uh, he sets a timer in their car so that it breaks down at a specific point in the road to where he can fly an RC plane to shoot at them that has real bullets in it. Anyways, they, he doesn't succeed. He gets pushed down a human-sized paper shredder uh, and dies and the hearts are back, in it, but it's the receptionist who the evil one and they end up uh dressing as santa and an elf and then they kill them (laughs) (laughs) jk i forgot what Uh. happened (laughs) oh my god right well i can see i'm not needed here so eric why don't you go ahead no 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 i want to hear the the spirit of giving (laughs) the ito max 
<laughs> mm. All right, I gotta start this. Okay, I'll just hold it up for you. Tell me when. Oh, you're that's ready. great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when it, whenever you're ready. Uh, <laughs> 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 Five minutes, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. All right, ready. Five minutes, I'm ready. Thank you, Joe. Set. Five minutes, I'm ready. <laughs> Go. It's tis the season for murder. So the hearts are out day drinking, getting gigantic Christmas trees to put in the back of their uh, top down Bentley. <laughs> and uh, they stop at the drive-in so that Jonathan can meet with someone. And we realize that someone has been stealing designs from horror toys um, for like a year. And so that guy's on the case and he's like, oh, you know, this looks like Randy the racehorse, but it's actually Pamela Palomino. And no, those aren't horse <laughs> names. It's actually a uh, porn names. It's actually a toy horse. So then they go undercover, uh, dressed as oh the snake death. I can't even go there. I got to talk about it later. It's so good. Um, they dress up as Vernon and Darlene, who look like they escaped from a Halloween party on like a riverboat casino in Branson, Missouri, on Halloween. And then um, somebody chases after them with a model plane that shoots real bullets. And then they. Um, dress up as Santa and whatever, and somebody gets pushed down a shredder, and then Robbie the robot, the ambulatory piece of plastic, as described by Sam Gerard, the head of Hard Toys. Um, it, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, a that hard wasn't one. Good. <clears throat> that didn't. That didn't even feel like me. This is. I wonder. Who, I wonder who did that one. <laughs> I think it was that? Edna. Was you it guys, a, I'm back. Was it Pamela <laughs> Palomino? <laughs> I'm back. Did, did I miss anything? Randy Racehorse, you're back. <laughs> Randy Racehorse and. Pamela Palomino. This is so much. <laughs> I'm trying it. I'm going to try a different tact. <laughs> okay. Tis the season for murder. Uh, the toy industry is way more cutthroat than we thought because at Hart Toy, Jonathan Hart's <laughs> toy company, a scientist is basically being held at gunpoint to design the next hit toy. Uh, and there are people stealing plans for his toys and he's going to kill them. Um, <laughs> The hearts find this out after having a meeting with a guy who is like basically toy espionage spy guy, and he dies because a snake pops out of a jack of the box and bites him on the leg. <laughs> and it's the greatest thing ever. And the hearts dress up in costumes twice in this episode to infiltrate their own company. Uh, the <laughs> bad guys end up, well, the, the scientist who makes the to designs the toys is obviously a bad guy, but he's not <laughs> as bad as the head of the toy company and his hot secretary, who's just really into him being a bad guy. Uh, anyway, there's a bonkers fist fight at the end. Yes. Wow. We did it. We summed it up. <laughs> wow. Where, where to begin? I mean, for starters, I think we start with don't call contact. I think. We don't call, we contact. We contact. That's what Ms. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Culp, the now, rest in peace, now, <laughs> uh, dead. <laughs> Sorry, now murdered. Mm -hmm. Private investigator. Mm. Should, should we just talk about that? We have to. Murder, because it is. It's the greatest. I, I, yes. It's the greatest. I, my note says best murder with three exclamation, exclamation points. Mm. Um, I told you. And it, Yeah, so it starts with like, this what was it called snake in the grass <laughs> snake in the grass when in reality it's death in a box yeah it's <laughs> a good name but for it's it. like going and then the Starts little rubber snake jumps <laughs> out and bites <laughs> <his> <laughs> <leg>. <laughs> 
but it was his his actual death that was the real prize. <laughs> like his yeah. he put his pause for a moment and then <laughs> yeah and then uh, whenever uh-huh. anybody that's the total still of the night yes. moment when you fall mm-hmm. on the the car horn yeah Ugh. that was so Classic. good so that so engineer good. i guess attached arsenic needles to the snake teeth no and- no curare what's that as stanley says curare is um a poison that I believe originated in originates oh. in uh, South America, and they were talking you about? tip uh, put the tip of your arrow or your spear into it. Okay, uh, and then it's I guess he put a timer in it so it would count down by itself. The Jack in the Box, it's the the thing starts spinning. Usually, you have to do that with your hand, and then a little <laughs> snake pops out. I, I, and I mean, the guy's a toy scientist. The yeah, guy that so made that, so pretty I'm smart. pretty sure he can do he can do almost anything except make an actual computerized robot because that was a radio controlled computerized robot anyway we'll get yeah. to that. Rob, robbie the robot robbie, robbie that he was clearly sexually interested in all of the okay i'm all of the toys from hartoy 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 they all have like they're all joe's least favorite double entendre machines like that's fifi the dog mm. You're such a big boy. Oh my like, it god! Was so that little, gross. It's we gotta explain <sighs> these things. It's a little wind yeah, up. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the toys. Little, they gift bring, guide. It's time for a gift. Yeah, it's guide. a gift guide. So yeah, we should just talk about the all the toys at once. They give them after the hearts. <laughs> for some reason, they dress up. I don't understand why they're dressing up. It doesn't make sense at all. Oh my god! Because they just get a tour of the facility. The scientist finds out that it's the hearts, and then puts. This was what I call in my mind, explosion jerky (laughs) into uh, uh, Simon Says that, first of all, Hartoy, you just took a Simon Says and then rebranded it. Wait, what's... (laughs) Is it Simon? Simon Simon Says... Oh, just Simon. Simon. Okay. It's just Simon. They've put it in a metal box that's rebranded Hartoy and Mm. called it Do-Re-Mi. Do-Re-Mi. And then they send that home with the hearts along with a bunch of other toys and one of them is a little wind-up wiener dog that speaks in a French voice that's very seductive. Yes. And it's saying really sexy, weird things to, to Freeway. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the demographic is for that. And following Hot on the Heels or on the Hooves of Randy the Racehorse and Pamela Palomino, <laughs> which I'm, I'm putting in the back pocket for my future stripping um, situation. It's Fifi, I just was like, is that for hypersexualized dog loving children is it like an adult novelty gag gift like did they just like cut the scene before fifi really got down to wherever that's leading it's just it's too flirty for a kid's toy way too flirty um, and i yeah i mean that thing i just wanted to leap into the heart's living room and smash it to bits with this sledgehammer. <laughs> i want one I so love it would it. stop talking oh. i think i might be the demographic because i would love to have that yeah no I, I want really I you, want you guys want fifi <laughs> yeah yeah well duly noted i'm putting it on your list I we want need fifi to, for boba yeah to ask how, how are oh. you big boy no how so, are you big boy the thing that really am i also do <laughs> am i wrong about the t- is Randy the racehorse and Pamela Palomino not a sexy thing? Don't answer oh, that. Never mind. Let's I move don't forward. know about that Let's one. Move <laughs> well, wait, wait for pick your poke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, so when I was watching this, my mind kept going. Like I kept getting lost in little tangents in my mind. 
Mm -hmm. uh, one about toy companies in 1980. And it's like, okay, well, we know what was really going on was Star Wars toys at the time. Um, But I kept thinking like, oh, yeah, branding for toys is such a a huge thing. Like it, it became this thing where it's like if it's not a branded toy, kids don't want it. So this, right. this, you know, the fake Simon is whatever. Like, they should have called it Nigel or something. It, it should have had a name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, Fifi the dog and Pamela Palomino, like, these are best-selling toys. They have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> They're just... Well, but toys are so... I don't know how they predict what toys are going to be hot. You know, there's always the hot list and every year, no matter what, there's always the hot toy. And it's true. Like all of that stuff, the premise is actually fairly realistic Mm -hmm. um, in terms of just like the value of, of industrial espionage. Right. Like, because Stanley's right. And how often do we get to say that (laughs) Um, Stanley's right. It's millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars, but Mm -hmm. I feel like, the horses are just a, t- a classic toy. Yeah. But the thing that doesn't make sense to me is that if you just, who, how do they not know how to make a horse, a plastic horse? That's the thing. It's, it was the most standard <laughs> of hard plastic horses. Like yeah. it wasn't, it didn't have a rainbow hair. It didn't have like, no, there was nothing fun about it at all. And I get it. Like, yeah, there's, there's horse girls that will forever buy sure. whatever, but mm-hmm. That's not a hot toy. I'm sorry. That's not like <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's like not a, that's Teddy a, or that's just a cons, a consistent uh, seller. Yeah, right. That's not mm-hmm. that's not not the trend. Yeah, that's, that's not launching brand new. That's no Roby, Robbie the robot. No, right? that's their no. mashed potatoes. Yeah, exactly. It's no Chucky. That's a, that's a basic. It's no Chucky. <laughs> but for horse girls, they collected that shit. So it was. I've known a few uh, who had a ton of that exact horse. It's like halfway between a, sc- a sculpture and a toy. Yeah. It's a little statue, sort of. Uh, and they just combed their manes and tails. And this one didn't have hair to comb. That's oh. it. Like, there was no, no interaction with this. Hair. It was a hard plastic toy. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, in the toy store scene where, so the, it's confusing because when they, when the hearts dress up like Southern uh, <laughs> yeah. Vernon, carnival, Edna. like cartoons, they um and they go there's a really weird vibe at heart toy uh yeah in general where everyone seems so irritated and angry at each other that i found that actually super hilarious that the toy company like two seconds before christmas everyone just hates each other's guts and it's like is that real i wonder if that's real but (laughs) when they're doing where am i going with this i don't even know i did just really affected me that the boss was that was the red herring the boss was so unpleasant to the scientist the scientist is just so hateful in return you know like it was just confusing and sad and then the box of explosives which i always just now i'm just rambling but it really impacted oh my me god I, it, they're they're all upset because they have to work in these wood paneled carpeted offices yeah oh i love that with giant safes giant elevator doors those <laughs> mm. the security there was fucking crazy what the hell <laughs> I mean, right, that, just that sound that would yeah. be enough to make me upset. I guess we're really now we're figuring out. But I noticed yeah. that um, Sam Gerard, who is the boss at Heart Toy, and who we're led to believe initially is a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. Mm. He's just an upset man. 
Kenneth and I Kimmins. guess he's upset. Like he yells at his actually evil assistant, Roseanne. He's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah, it's going great. Or something deeply sarcastic to her. Um, so he's just worked up because something terrible is happening at Heart Toy and he feels responsible. But also if you look over his shoulder behind his desk, he has um, an executive bar set up mm-hmm. and the uh, <laughs> thing that's in the front, which makes me think he must drink the most of it is weirdly Sambuca. Ooh. Oh. Is yeah. it a joke? Cause his name is Sam and he likes to drink Sambuca. <laughs> Maybe. That like his little thing when, you know, in better times and happier times or is that just a thing you would have in your executive bar, Sambuca? Sambuca. That seems that seems next level, not because Sambuca is so good, but just because the drinks that you're having with Sambuca seem like you're going beyond like the two martini lunch. Oh, yeah, because the totally. toy industry is so cutthroat that you have to drink. It's terrifying. You've got to be wasted. It's yeah. terrifying it's so working edgy. in toys. Um, the explosion explosives box that the engineer pulls out. It's like balsa which we know wood. is full of explosives because it's a sort of banged up wooden white yeah. box that's clearly marked on the top yeah. in red letters explosives, yeah. and it just sits on a shelf behind where the scientist sits, like his little yeah, oh my his God. little workbench. So very suspect, first of all, that he has a box of explosives in his office. What would you need that for to make toys with? The explosives sucked, by the way. They were terrible. I know. That would not kill you. That would like <laughs> yeah, it would maybe hurt your hand. Yeah, even, like, oh, my finger. Or the, even when it when the little plane is dropping bombs. Yeah. Like, it's just... I know. Plop. Yeah, it's like an M80 <laughs> firecracker. Uh, well, I think that's... <laughs> better that he that i mean it's not a very big box in his defense either it's the like the size of two two cigar boxes yeah <laughs> it's like a shoe. it's like a repurposed first aid kit or yeah. something that just has a little bit of plastic explosive in it just enough to try and kill people yeah twice just to annoy people he put it in the simon <laughs> game and it just really got to me and made me mad that they just rebranded the simon game it made me mad at the hearts that Again. this was okay for them to do because in the in uh uh Roll's uh episode what's Question that? of Innocence. Yeah. Question of Innocence. Uh no, it's, what's it called? <laughs> corpse oh, corpse. Corp corpse. Corpse corpse. corpse. Oh. <laughs> uh, they play Simon in the sorority. So it just that as a nerd and as watching these episodes back to back to back really annoyed me that they just took the game that they know exists. I mean, maybe that's because it was so popular then. Yeah. But they just it rebranded really it. Popular. They're doing a knockoff of Simon. So the whole well, thing that they're, the whole episode is about people knocking them off. Technically but, we, we could, they had covered up all the branding of the Simon toy in a question of innocence. So such that a could way. very well be the hard toy. Nigel. Um, yeah. And Do Re Mi may just be the, a rebranding of their big hit, Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. they just had to put it in a giant box for some yeah. reason because mm-hmm. the sphere or the, the circle was too <laughs> modern or some shit. Yeah. Well, maybe they did some market research when sales of Nigel were beginning to flag and they were like, what if we focus on the musical aspect of yeah. it? What if Which, we change- Eric, when we talked about <laughs> Simon, mm-hmm. that was what... You loved about it, right? Whereas I loved the colors; mm-hmm. were so predictable. <laughs> I love the big. It's buttons, a good game. The giant buttons. It is there a great game. There we go. I I did love. So fun. I love that that do re mi 
the sounds that it made were just moog sounds like it was just a yeah. moog and i was like yeah. this is kind of amazing like i wish that's what those sounded like that would be so cool mm-hmm. but totally. i of course being me and being the nerd that i am i kept counting the notes and being like they're actually mm-hmm. playing Berlioz or something like this is <laughs> this is uh-huh. oh, uh, <laughs> this isn't just a four note thing <laughs> Deep dive. Uh, just that ex- the explosion again. I just want to focus on that. That the explosion was <laughs> so minimal. It, I mean, I know, it didn't even set anything on fire. No, in their house. it set the pl- the presence in the house. Start it on did fire. set yeah. something on the pile Those of toys. Are toys. highly flammable, which I hope that they looked into. Yeah. So I mean, back the, at heart, toy once things settle down. I don't understand why they did that. The stove explosion was realistically a, a big. The explosion juice explosion would have killed Jennifer easily. This would have maybe hurt their hands a yeah. little bit, and that's the maximum amount that Pretty much. it would have done. It would have ruined a manicure. Yeah. I wish that there were some special effects. Also, I only have one <laughs> rewrite for this episode, and it's that I wish... Well, that wasn't it? No. I wish that they had immediately donated all the gifts to an orphanage and then heard about an explosion the next day. <laughs> so that there's like way uh, higher stakes. stakes. More yeah. stakes. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because there's mention in the episode both of stakes mm. and stakeout and an orphanage. Oh, I don't remember the orphanage reference. My rewrite is more of a remake idea. Oh. <laughs> Though it could very well just be an episode of Heart to Heart and it would still be the funniest thing in the world. I think it should be about Jonathan and Jennifer dressing up in crazy costumes to infiltrate their own companies. And everyone at the company knows it's them (laughs) and just like humors them. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. It was so funny when they show up as Vern and Edna. And I'm like, okay, one, those costumes are great. Mm. Uh, Like Jennifer was was a somehow cheaper Dolly Parton. And uh, Jonathan was... Mike Brady meets uh, yes, <laughs> but but it was it was Mike Brady meets the Mike Brady post perm. What's the do right the, because Mike Brady doesn't have the perm until <laughs> later in the Brady bunch. Who's the super gay mustachioed uh, Rip Taylor? Rip Taylor, oh. thank you. Yeah. Yes, so it was Rip Taylor meets Mike Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They're playing pong. That was so, I, I loved love that. that. I thought it was so cute. The way he's leaning back and forth while he's playing the pong. It's so cute. And he's dressed like he works at a Ferrell's or something. Like Yes. It's <laughs> just, but in reality, you realize he's just wearing the greatest like Christmassy colored outfit ever. Yeah. I the bright thought, red pants and that amazing plaid sports coat. It, when they, it made me uncomfortable. When they went back, <laughs> at, not dressed up as themselves, I would be so embarrassed to ever go back there. That's so embarrassing. It's so cringy. Because to go back as yourself after you did this whole charade and dressed up and they immediately knew it was you. uh, And then they go back and he even says, those are some great outfits. And they laugh it off. That would be so embarrassing. But only the scientists figured out that it was them. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Okay. Gerard was like, oh, wow. Oh, oh I, wow. I guess yeah. the scientist was operating on his own thing. He maybe didn't tell them. He was, yeah, he was bugging the, he, he had bugged the office. But the hearts immediately tell the head of the the CEO or whatever that it was them dressed up because he says, those are some great outfits and they laugh it off. And that's just so <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> you oh. own this company? It's so weird. I, I think, think it's so funny. I think it's delightful. <laughs> uh, 
I, what I just realized is because the scientist realizes that that couple is actually the hearts because he switches on the intercom to eavesdrop in Mr. Gerard's office and the hearts are in there to like Jonathan, Jennifer, da, da, da. And he's like, ah, and gets the explosives box. But what I realized is that, um, this season intercoms are super, uh, deadly. Don't, don't like if it's on and you're not supposed to hear it, like Mm. turn it off before that giant from man with Jade eyes comes to choke you out (laughs) this one. It's like, let's be real. Uh, Eric, whatever the scientist, Eric Palmer, he would have been just been way better off if he just minded his own business. Although he seemed very anxious at all times and kind of like frowny. So that probably really isn't his vibe. I mean, he probably turned that intercom on all the time and just listened to Sam guzzling Sambuca (laughs) and and muttering to himself while the safe opened and closed and the quote unquote security things went Uh, 35 million times. You know what he would hear? He would hear Fifi's voice and then the sound of macaroni (laughs) salad being stirred. (laughs) macaroni in a pot yeah macaroni in a pot and Fifi's voice (laughs) oh you're a big boy (laughs) some wet ass Fifi yeah uh, I the sounds in this episode were so crazy like the the (laughs) sound design was next level crazy it was I I was shocked with everything like every alarm every ring every toy sound Seemed to come from nowhere and everywhere at the same time. Hmm. Uh, it was just jarring. Like I, I kept thinking, like who do who's got a weird cell phone? It's 1980. <laughs> it was so bizarre. La mobile, la mobile, la mobile. But uh, we we were talking about costumes, and we have to talk about the Santa and elf costume, mainly oh, the yeah. elf <gasps> costume, because oh, Jennifer. So cute. So they so show hot. in the to- yeah. in the heart toy office. They show early on a sleigh with a mannequin Santa and mannequin elf, full in, size, full size, mannequins. human size, <laughs> in oh, the office. So which scary. I was like, that's so gross and weird. Why are they showing us this? <laughs> and of course, it wasn't for nothing. It's because the hearts dressed yes. up as those mannequins. Yeah, and their stakeout hung yeah. out. Yeah, and then Jonathan ruined it immediately. Mm. I don't know what he, he was getting a drink or something, and then he was looking for a gun. He was looking. He was going to grab the toy gun that was behind oh, Roseanne's desk. That's what but what I like is when he climbs out to get it, he still holds on to his glass of wine. Yeah, yes. red red wine that and Jennifer the bottle brought the bottle. Yeah, yeah because bottle. that's right in the bottle because they were on a stakeout. <laughs> and then he's so just caught red. in the middle of the so room, funny. dressed as Santa Claus. That's so funny. But and, and but even better Jennifer... when Mr. Brandt goes. Who who are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of course, it's Santa. It's the, Santa, you evil toy man. My favorite part of that scene, though, is when Jennifer. So they've been caught, and Jennifer is trying to explain to the receptionist what's going on, and she's dialing the phone, and she, she can't get it to work because she's <laughs> mm-hmm. got those elf ears on. She so says good. she says something like, "What's wrong with this phone? It's not working." <laughs> giant elf is on. I loved that moment. So this much. is the, this is the funniest heart to heart episode yet. Yeah, definitely. So funny. So the dialogue so snappy. Like uh, when he when they find out that Roseanne slipped the bug early on into Jonathan's pocket. Mm-hmm. Then he's he just says later about her that she bugged him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. That's cute. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Oh, Jonathan. Um, if we're talking about the clothes, though, I just feel like I have to give a shout out to the green velour tracksuit, which reappears in this episode after already being despised by Eric mm-hmm. in Death Set. Mm. Um, or what is it? Is, it what is set. the title of that? Adde- oh, addicted, uh, to- addicted to Death. Addicted to death. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this time when it shows up, it's not it's like casual, like lounge vibe, but also Ben Jonathan's wearing his little neckerchief. Oh, yeah. Little stripy neckerchief. That, so that was, what, what that scene was, was this? This was early on, like because I thought he was wearing a robe. I didn't know that that was a, so that was the velour track it's suit. It's back, it's back. Oh. I, I was because I, I wrote down <laughs> I wrote down, oh, Jonathan's Christmas robe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I liked it. I, I just don't notice it. I'm like I'm right in, in between you guys. I'm in the exact center of this on this velour track suit. I don't I never notice him wearing it. Huh. I didn't notice it this time. Uh, something I noticed this episode, Max has been, yeah. this whole season, Max has been going through a spiritual yes. awakening. I love mm-hmm. this B story. It's true. But it's, it's great. So no, he's good. like, he's really, like the first episode, wasn't he wearing the the really great tunic with the, yeah. like he's definitely exploring some yes. Eastern philosophy uh, and, uh-huh. you know, eating better, trying to trying to make everybody healthier, right. which is, you know, of course it's 1980, so it's despised by all. He says at one point, somebody, I can't remember who he's talking to, but he says, I vibrate in sympathy with the universe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He says that to Rose. Sam when he's cleaning Roseanne. Oh, that's because she's like, how did you get security clearance so fast? And uh-huh. he says it's because of his good karma. Yeah. I love it. I, I love <laughs> well, that little character yeah. trait that they've introduced. It's such it's, a cool little detail. Uh-huh. It's really good, but it takes me to something else that I loved about this episode, which is that the way that Max is introduced to a, a meditation practice is because they took the car to a new mechanic and yeah. it's a woman. And she's fine. Mechanic. And, and her name is Bob. She, she is, no, that's not Bob. Oh, wait. No, Bob is somebody else. Bob no, is the Bob other? Is somebody Bob is Stanley's friend. So, so that's the first mention of a female character in what at the time, and even probably now, people would not assume that the new mechanic is a woman. So that's a great thing. And and she has a meditation practice that she's willing to, to uh, be a spiritual guide to Max. That's awesome. But then when Jonathan hatches this plan to alter the uh, blueprints for the robot to flush out the thieves... Then uh, he asked Stanley about his friend Bob Haywood, um, oh, okay. the engineer. And so then again, when Bob Haywood shows up, Bob is a woman. Yeah, yeah. Barbara Haywood, who worked on Voyager One, maybe oh. Voyager Two, also. Oh, I didn't know that. So see, I thought space probes, robots, I thought that new was... wave joints. Well, Jennifer seems very kerfuffled by the whole mm-hmm. Bob coming in experience. Yeah, and so it, really like weird. so much so that I thought it had to have been who the Max same. was referring to Maybe. earlier in the episode. I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, that's kind of to me not necessary. Like it chips it a little bit, but in some ways, I find that clever that the one woman would be the one, the person that gives a fuck or is having a reaction to the fact that this NASA engineer that goes to new wave joints uh, with Stanley 
is not a man, but a woman yeah. who was nicknamed Bob by her yeah. her fellow male engineer. Uh, that yeah, I I jokes. love that. I love that her name was Bob. I love why her name is Bob. Like the whole th- the whole thing just felt really real and very true, and and not sickly sweet. It was just very very neat. And I liked yeah. it. I liked that Jennifer was fascinated. She was she was definitely taken aback by it, but she was more fascinated. I think than than anything like oh. Like she had called herself on her own preconceptions. Right. And well, I mean, who doesn't love uh, pop cultural acknowledgments of the fact that there are female mechanics? Mm -hmm. I mean, from Love and Rockets to Fast and Furious to Firefly. I mean, the list goes on and on, fortunately. Some kind of wonderful. Some kind of wonderful, although that's a total betrayal of punk people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Speaking of, you know, it's great. Oh, go ahead. Kind of speaking of Stanley, yeah. uh, I, so. <laughs> Carrara, Carrara, Carrara. Puerto Badardo. Stanley talking, <laughs> talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that, that reminded me of. When you put these two things together, mm-hmm. uh, it I'm going to call something. him, I'm going to call him new wave Stanley from now on. Yay. And I, I do love that. Stanley is very obviously a record collector. Like he's, <laughs> that's the vibe I get from him now. He's a record collector. Mm. He reminds me of a lot of friends of mine <laughs> who are, you know, just a little awkward, but they really are up on the new sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he just likes to stay up to the minute, Mrs. Yeah. Hart. Would he's you cool. guys trust Stanley with important things mm-hmm. based on what you know with him? Depends, but yes. I'm a no. I'm a hard no. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely what do you not. think, like, when you say important things, like, what's an example? Like, I, they, I, like more a, context a, a to make child or your bank account? They, <laughs> oh, what is it? Bank in account, the, yes. Yes. In this episode, they, yeah. he's an integral part of their plan at the end, and I can't remember exactly how, but he says, Jonathan at one point says, I'll call Stanley and do this. I think when the all the, the shit explodes mm. in, in their he, house... It's about security. He has Stanley calls to get security clearance for Max, so Max can go undercover at the incredibly secure yeah. Hart Toy building, and yes. then Stanley um, hooks them up with Bob. Bob. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they were like, mm-hmm. Stanley, can you get these schematics looked over or whatever they were doing with that, which was very confusing. Yeah, when they they were they were trying to forge blueprints, right, to make mm-hmm. the toy. Incorrectly, Robbie. Or <laughs> yeah, to in a, to to catch, like there was it was a, a two pronged effort to catch who's been stealing yeah. from Heart Toy, both in person at the building and using the plans. So it's like a backup. When the stuff explodes, the when Doremi explodes off the table. Um, Jonathan is talking to Stanley on the phone and he doesn't Uh hang up. He says, we had a little blow up, Stanley. Someone tried to end the game permanently. And it's just, that's not what you would do in that situation, first of all. Uh, But I can just see Stanley (laughs) on the other end of the line just being like, what? (laughs) Like, he's just so confused. What? (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm not a Stanley Stan yet i'm not a stan but i but i'm starting to like him more like even just when he shows up i get happy yeah because i like i like this world building and i I like when there's like i'm loving that max is having a season-long arc uh with his spirituality and and health and blah blah blah. uh it's it's cool like it's a cool new element to the show Mm -hmm. like they're also they've upped the they've upped the comedy angle a lot which is 
yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Uh, I I still my favorite stuff from heart to heart tends to be the darker stuff, but even that has the humor. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's it's coming into the eighties for me. Yeah. That the dialogue in this in this episode is really sharp. I mean, there's a lot of things that blow by on a, an initial viewing. I think yeah. probably. Um, but I want to <laughs> mention the fact that uh, Mr. Culp, the the PI, when they're meeting <laughs> near what looks like the men's restroom at yeah. the <laughs> drive-in, that he tells Jonathan that he's getting close and he's going to be or is close enough to smell their aftershave on the person that is stealing from Hartoy. And so immediately I thought of Cop Out mm-hmm. uh, from season one where smell being close enough to smell somebody's aftershave mm-hmm. actually cracks the case, yeah. right? So it's like, that's an oh, interesting th- theme. I love that. Uh, this pungent uh, proximal aftershave that's, strikes again. That's really funny because that scene to me also had a v- really cruisy vibe, obviously. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not obvious. But Gen- Jennifer, I would just be wondering what my husband was doing going into this abandoned bathroom. I don't understand why they had to go into that bathroom. It's would you just, wonder that if you were just drunk in the middle of the day, like yeah. hiccuping in your tree filled Bentley? Especially if right before it, Jonathan said something. I know Eric wants to talk about this line. Oh, God. I forgot about that. I didn't even write that down. Oh, God. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's a twofer. Yeah. Do you remember? I, but, yeah. He's, but he, go ahead. Do you remember what the line is? That's why I come down the chimney every night. Yeah. And then <laughs> to which Jennifer goes. <laughs> yeah. And then he um, says, sit tight. And she says, pardon me. Pardon me. Like in an alluring. <laughs> that didn't did make any say? sense to me that like when we, we actually rewound that to see like, what did he say to her that made her say that? Yeah. Sit tight. Does that mean something? Well, I thought it was. Oh, I'm not going to break that down right now. I thought I'm it was the, inver- break that down the inverse right of the chimney. <laughs> That's comment. not me. That's not me. <laughs> it's not your brand. Um, but then he says, he says, I have to see a man about a horse, which is hilarious because he is seeing a man about a horse, a toy mm-hmm. horse. But of course, it's also in the a reference to meeting by the men's room. Yeah, yeah so that's really that's funny. Clever. That is very clever. <sighs> yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of... Uh, it's like a nesting doll inside of a nesting doll inside of a <laughs> episode of heart to heart inside of a, a giant safe inside of Sam Gerard's Sambuca filled office inside um, of a heart heart toy branded tin box <laughs> <laughs> inside of explosives. Yeah. Um, I was the, the actor that plays the private investigator. Oh yeah. Um, I love he's him. just, such a recognizable actor. What is his name, Eric? I don't know. <laughs> Riley, but he's he's in uh, the Long Goodbye. Yes, I, right? I love this guy. Um, he's he's been in everything. Yeah, he's one of those people like in everything. But what I realized when I was like, man, I just gotta look for myself and and see some of the stuff that he's been in, and I realized that he's in just one of my my uh, favorite things ever. <laughs> You guys know how much I love Halloween. Uh, 
episodes of anything or spooky episodes of absolutely anything. But oh, one yeah. of my favorite things to do um, around Halloween is to read aloud, sometimes just to myself, this is becoming sad, the uh, <laughs> Wikipedia synopsis of the Garfield Halloween special. Oh, That's just something what? that I love to read. But he is not, um, this actor, Mr. Riley, is not in the, that Halloween episode, but he does play uh, a ghost cat voice. He voices a ghost Ooh. cat in a haunted house episode of the Garfield show. Wow. Oh my goodness. I want you, how long is that? I want you to read that. Is, the Garfield synopsis. <laughs> the Halloween episode. Uh, it, I'm, I'll, I'd be happy to record it for you and you okay. can just listen to it yes. every Halloween day. Or I guess or I, could, we, I could just call you and have you and you can, and I'll read it to you with a flashlight under my chin. I love that. Should we save it for the next pod? Yeah, we should. Perhaps. Our future perhaps, pod. Perhaps. Um, Breadcrumbs, everybody. Definitely love the scene when the engineer, did he, what was his name? David Crosby. Yeah, Crosby. <laughs> the young, Crosby. young, very anxious, uh, very <laughs> slender David Crosby. Uh-huh. Um, Eric Palmer. Oh, okay. He meets the guy he's working with in the toy section of the toy store. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. the guy, Brandt. to pay him, the guy gives him a, a Monopoly box. <laughs> right. It's full of, full of money. real money. Wow. And he says, the guy, yeah. as he's walking away, he says, like, don't invest in utilities. They're not worth it. <laughs> this so episode so is fucking crazy Bonkers. and it's great mm-hmm. yes the, the, so when it started like when they get to the drive-in and they're doing that whole thing i was like wait are they, i actually said to joe i was like wait are they talking about toy espionage right now yeah <laughs> because <laughs> what the fuck when they were and then they my sure mind are. completely got erased and then mm-hmm. uh, the snake jumped out of the box and killed the dude mm-hmm. and then my mind completely erased <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then i saw the shredder shoot and we were like, yes. well, oh, shoot. someone's oh, shoot. going in that because it's oh, human shoot. sized. <laughs> and they focus on garbage shoot. For, shredder yeah. shoot. Like the and lingering were, shot. Yeah, shredding, shredding The other shoot. scientist workers were just putting A4 paper into yes. it. It wasn't like a huge, it, I thought, I would assume it would be for toys that didn't work out or were garbage, you know, that they had to get rid of. But they're just putting what you would put in a normal paper shredder. Yes. Into Which this. to me, like, that's amazing. It's, yeah. I mean, that big smart. opening and you just walk by and throw it down there. Yeah. That's great. But, but that's, I, I why, why love one, throwing things down shoots. Why one piece of paper at a time is the question. Like, yeah. why it's big enough that you can obviously just throw the box in. I don't know. If you can throw a human in, then you can throw the box of paper well, in. Well, but 1980, if they're shredding... Like, I feel like nowadays we just shred everything, right? It just goes into the thing. And But I feel like at Heart Toy, they obviously need a lot of things to get shredded because somebody is just stealing them blind. Maybe right? that's the joke. Yeah, that makes that kind of makes sense. <laughs> they need a lot of shredding. Well, yeah. I think it's just so that they can push Eric Palmer down and, and have him shredded into bits. It's like 100. Roseanne's just like, like, I'm, I don't know why you're backing into the shredder, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I have never shredded a document in my life, and I don't know why you would need to. Oh, my God. I used to have a, a shredder, a paper shredder under my desk, why? and I loved it so much. When you, Where did you work? This was at home. Oh. Why? Did you have a lot of private documents that you didn't want to get out? No, but it was just fun. Oh. It was just it really, is, it is really satisfying. satisfying. I mean, I like it. And yeah. it, was a, it was a confetti shredder, so it was like it did the oh, crisscrossy thing. Wow. And mm-hmm. so then you end up with like basically the best packing materials you just ever. just throw it into the air after yeah. it gets done. Yay! Um, 
We have to talk about yes. the North by Northwest oh my God. Uh, toy plane. Oh, my God. Yes. So Which, they're out in the rural <laughs> landscape. It's so of LA. great. I don't think they milked it as much as they could have. No, I was they, waiting they for like the, the classic belly yeah. flop. Yeah. I want them to run through a cornfield after yeah. where the little plane yeah. swoops in. Ugh. But Roger Thornhill. <laughs> but they did one better. Incredible. They kept doing close-ups of the toy toy pilot in the toy plane. The pilot in the plane. As if that little toy was the malicious thing trying to kill them. (laughs) It's so... That is so... I can't believe they put that in, but I love that they did. There's no way that I can say it. Murderous toys are just... It's just a classic, sinister thing. It's frightening. Even that plane, which is sort of unexpectedly adorable. Mm Although painted in the style of a kamikaze uh, pilot, which I didn't really appreciate, oh. although that might have actually been, you know, the mission. Know it ended up being that way. Yeah, I'm just, I, I can't, like, <laughs> I know that I say it, and I'm sure most of you that are listening have seen this. The shots of the pilot in the, like, close-up <laughs> shots of the pilot in yeah. the plane. <laughs> It happened maybe 18 times. <laughs> and so good. Spoil- his mustache. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. His face doesn't change. Is that change. Mifune? It does <laughs> His face doesn't change. His head doesn't move. No. It's just perfectly still. But he does have a mustache. But he, he does have a mustache. He looks malicious. And I, the little guns light up, which is great. That's so funny. How, first of all, how many bullets do you think you can fit onto an RC airplane? I mean, assuming they're the size of that plane, like they have to be com- comparably tiny, that size. So, so if the entire wing is filled with those bullets, pellets then sure uh, i guess um but well, also they're not going to do the damage that they were doing to the okay. ground yeah uh and then the little bombs that drop which which <laughs> less less than a firecracker so worth of damage yeah still were they terrified yeah yes, yes. Yeah, but how do they save the day oh my god how do they destroy the the uh plaid baron radio frequency against Radio frequency with garage matic yep. which is in the glove compartment of the of Bentley. The Bentley. Go, which they have labeled themselves garage matic Yeah. Yes, which yeah. I love. What? Jonathan. I mean, garage matic saves lives, unlike intercoms, which take lives. Very confusing. Correct. Jonathan runs or back. potentially take lives. He runs back to the glove box for the garage door opener and then pushes the button and the airplane explodes in midair. <laughs> It causes mm-hmm. the airplane to just explode. Uh-huh. And he says, it it wasn't, what does he say? It, it, it wasn't working for the garage door, so I figure it had to be good for something. Yeah. We, Which is just the best logic and makes sense in my mind, in my opinion as a writer. Oh, my goodness. This <laughs> That this does not episode, need to rewrite. <laughs> that, that whole scene with the plane, again, everything that I had seen up until that point was gone <laughs> from my mind. <laughs> I was laughing yeah. so hard. It was incredible. I couldn't stop laughing. And I just, I, and, and then I, I would like regain my composure and think, oh shit, I have to do a minute max. I don't know what's happening. Mm. I didn't even know uh, who the bad guy was. Like, mm. I, uh, and I would call I mean, it a double twist, but it wasn't a double twist. Yeah. I mean, it kind no. of was in a manner of speaking. I, I've seen this episode so many times and I don't, I don't have any excuse as to why my minute max was so <laughs> terrible. But, I don't usually like I'm not really as much as I love Halloween episodes of everything. I don't really 
have any feelings about Christmas episodes. I mean, I like Christmas specific things like it's, is it Charlie Brown Christmas? Mm-hmm. I'm there. Is it Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I'm there. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a Christmas or holiday themed episode of television, I'm usually not too on board with it. But this episode is such, is such a great, funny, crazy episode that I love it. Holiday episodes are usually throwaways in TV shows, like in TV dramas, particularly like holiday mm-hmm. episodes are throwaways. They're just, or it's, it's usually an opportunity like, to do something totally different or some sort of morality lesson or, you know, it's always some bullshit. This was the best holiday episode yeah. of a television show I may have ever seen mm. because it wow. was so bananas. Like just, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, like I, I was on the edge of my seat. Whatever <laughs> happens after this has to be great. And I was not disappointed. Yeah. Like the fucking fight at the end, oh the God. fist fight at the end, uh. the way that that was shot is masterful. Mm-hmm. It is just a wide shot of the entire office <laughs> that doesn't move. Yeah. And then on the other end of the of the room, you see Jonathan lunge at this dude <laughs> over and then over just the board <laughs> over the boardroom table. <laughs> and then yeah. just th- he throws him onto the table and it's just completely crazy yeah. while while Jennifer is being held captive by uh I can't, why don't I know Roseanne. Her name? Roseanne. Roseanne. Why did what did Robbie do the robot? What did it do? He to- hit the alarm. Oh, sensor. Okay. Okay. He crossed. Well, he crossed the the boop, boop, <laughs> yeah. security badge threshold yeah, without a badge on, and that, so yeah. it went it went off. Oh, so that's why mm-hmm. Jonathan, and then that stunned the guy into not being able to move while Jonathan jumped across the border oh table. <laughs> pretty pretty loud alarm, I yeah, guess. I guess so. the the <laughs> security badge sound reminded me of a sound made by another electronic toy around the same time period. A toy that I super loved Do and wish me? I still had. Um, Nigel, no, uh, uh, Merlin. Oh, Merlin. What's Merlin. Merlin? Does, that's that sound is a Merlin sound. So whatever yeah, standard is. thing it is, the bleep, bleep. Um, I love Merlin. It's so great. Um, I love Merlin but too. in, in the toy store, I also saw two of my favorite. Well, they're games, I guess they're toys, right? Games. Um, so superfection is in, one of the scenes, like you can see a stack of superfection, which is not as good as perfection. Um, and I realized it would take too long to be the explosives toy. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> there's superfection. And then also big boggle, which again, <laughs> big boggle is to boggle what superfection is to perfection, meaning they're just bigger. Um, I don't know for yeah. children or people that can't, can't see as well <laughs> or actually big boggle i just learned a couple of weeks ago just is legitimately bigger and there are more letters it's just proving the proving the point of bauhaus uh less is more less is more, more is not more although superfection does have kind of like a weird bauhausy vibe it's white mm. with the multiple colored you are big right. pieces you are right the death of crosby the the scientist oh my God. so the, <laughs> The way that was shot was such good horror movie framing. POV. It was all POV, uh, like a la Peeping Tom or mm-hmm. or um, anything, any Friday, early Friday the 13th. Um, 
so good. Like I, mm-hmm. I got so excited because it was like, yay, it's they're gonna kill him and this. <laughs> they're finally <laughs> but it was it, like the first shot of him, he's right in front of this shredder shoot. So yeah. it was like, oh, oh, and I went, yeah. Joe, look, look, he's yeah. gonna <laughs> he's gonna get thrown in. Right. I, on the other hand, was totally surprised. <laughs> Yeah, that's not for people. It's for paper. So why would the person go down that? <laughs> that? But didn't his, I thought his performance really ruined it. I was really upset oh. with his, I thought his performance was terrible. I didn't think his scene. performance was very good. I, it I, was bad. I, Especially on, during that I don't that think shot. it mattered. I think that this. Sh- it was still delightful to watch somebody go <laughs> down a paper shredder sheet. This show was so well, well, okay. I say well written, but I will, I will call out like, even though there were a few moments of like really kind of inspired dialogue like little tricky dialogue turns Mm -hmm. there were also a few moments of just like tell not show where jonathan is like well the sounds like the engine's having trouble i'm gonna pull over right over here Mm -hmm. maybe it's the alternator i'm like well just shut up like the the music is doing all the lifting here just (laughs) just pull over we hear the we hear the car going bang 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 that was insane just pull over don't talk that scientist rigged a box in their car to make it break down at a certain time. And yeah. they know that they, they've multiple times now have had explosives try to kill them. And yet Jonathan just grabs the box out and picks it up and like puts it up to his face and starts looking at it. And it's just, do you not, I mean, that was just crazy. That's a crazy device. That was when he, when he opened the hood and found that thing, and then he was like, "Oh, it's some kind of timer." Yeah, and then just yeah. pull all the Rips wires. I was like, "What are yeah. you doing? Are you fucking crazy, Jonathan?" <laughs> like, was it was Bomb Squad shit not a thing yet on TV? Where it's like, there's a timer <laughs> attached to your car with wires. Yeah, back the fuck away and call like the know. Bomb Squad. But the timer then. La Mobile, La Mobile, La Mobile, La Mobile, Bomb but Squad. In please. my mind, at that point, it was still a bomb. I was, I was thinking, oh, that's gonna explode. They're gonna figure it out eventually no, even and then throw it, and it's gonna explode. But it was a no, toy airplane. <laughs> it was just meant to break them down in the most north by northwest y type area. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yay, which is great. <laughs> I have no problem with any of it. Although, have you ever? Did you ever have an old car when the alternators started to go out that you could legit just hit it with a hammer and then your car would start? No, I didn't have. I had my first car would just stall out at, at stoplights all the time, and all my friends would have to jump out and push it and then get it started again. But I don't think mm. it was an alternator. Every issue. time my alternator went out, it would just my car would just die because the battery was battery wasn't charging, so it would just die. And then I would go and get it replaced. I think what would have been better than <laughs> for one hundred and twenty five dollars cockadoodle little <laughs> Thank box. You. Cockadoody, <laughs> very cockadoody. Did you just what? say cockadoody? Yes. Wait, back up. I was what? what did uh, Joe, you just say? Like Joe just said cockadoody. Cockadoody. Is that another one of the weird toys? No, it's <laughs> it's from Misery. Uh, Hi, I'm cockadoody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cockadoody. You're a big boy. You're a big. That's a big bulge. <laughs> um, I. I'm a, I'm a, that on to myself. <laughs> I made this. He's happen. a cock duty. <laughs> I he made looks this at cocks. Happen. That's a big bulge, boy. <laughs> I'm cock a duty. <laughs> the plane. What would have been? I thought a lot more fun and better. Maybe. Okay, I guess it's another rewrite. Here we are in rewrite corner again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that if the airplane flew up while they were driving and <laughs> shot out one of their tires? <laughs> You guys aren't listening to what I'm saying. It's an important rewrite. <laughs> Boba is so concerned looking at Eric. Oh. 
Oh. Boba's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? I'm gonna throw up. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, it was jo- 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 Joe saying I'm cockadoody <laughs> for whatever reason just hit me right there. Oh god! Is that the sexiest voice? <laughs> the French accent. <laughs> oh god. It doesn't seem that far-fetched from what they were making. Oh, but if the plane shot out one of their tires, why not just do that? It seems simpler, first of all. It seems more exciting. I don't know. I guess it's more it was engineering. A, it was a hat on a hat. It was, yeah. it was, a, it was one step Very too far. But it was also great. I, I can't fault anything with any of the weird shit in this episode. It's like yeah. none of it made sense. None of it was realistic. All of it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I I've been waiting um for one of you to point out a little moment with scientist toy toy designer slash scientist Eric Palmer where he looks directly into the camera. <laughs> I didn't notice Did I didn't catch it. No. I didn't catch it. It's I was probably he... wiping tears from my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes back to it's it's very brief. It's not like when Pauline uh, just weirdly beams ecstatically straight into the camera after her brother licks her face or whatever. Um, the, it, it's just a, a fleeting moment, but but it is you know discernible enough to be a delight. He goes back to his workbench, and it's I think it's the moment when he's realizing that he's like, uh oh, I have to do some more, take a break from being a toy designer, engineer, play scientist, and become. Like a 50-50, no, not even. His percentiles are not good. It's like, I got to just <laughs> attempt to murder these people. And, yeah. looks, and he's like kind of working the eyebrows with his science anxiety. And then he just looks, that was so long. He's uh, an uh, that was scientist. such a long way for me to say that he looked at the camera. He looked at the camera, you guys. <laughs> you usually notice that stuff. I know, I didn't catch I it. You I didn't catch it. I, I, was, I was seriously laughing. Yeah. For forty-five straight <laughs> minutes, like it was so amazing. That's Good. called. That's that called. Brings me joy. My one industry term that I actually like is when people look in the camera. It's called spiking the lens. Spiking the lens. Just so well, there we go. Such a fancy term for that. Speaking of spikes. Speaking of spikes. It's time to pick, pick your punch. Oh yeah, I'm first. So my first one was the. Pamela Palomino guy, the private investigator. (laughs) Very handsome. I love it when a man collapses onto his car horn. And then it became the CEO of the toy company who was very creepy eyes. He looked like a young version of Kane from Poltergeist to me a little bit. Wait, which which CEO of a toy company? Because there's two. Show show her. Uh, This guy. Mr. Brandt? No, no, no. The other one. Oh, Mr. Sam Gerard. Sam Gerard. Of Heart Toy. He had like really cute eyes, I thought. He had really nice eyes. Uh, but he did look like Kane from Poltergeist a little bit. Like a younger version of him. A sexy Kane. Let me in. Yeah, let me in. <laughs> God his, is his in. Hats, his hat's under his um, His hat's in his holy temple. All right. So it's that guy, Sam Gerard. Uh, I got to go with Bob Haywood. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Barbara Haywood. Oh, uh, yeah. Roberta. 
Is it Roberta? Yeah, I think it was Roberta. Okay, Roberta. Even you saying Bob Haywood, I was picturing a like mechanic-y looking man. (laughs) This is a real life version of the heart. See, you are just as sexist as everybody. I guess so. She was slamming though. She was gorgeous, and she's accomplished, and (laughs) would be actually fun to hang out with. Um, I didn't have one. Oh, because. This episode was so funny. I, <laughs> I, I, I was I was distracted. Even the private eye. But but no, Joe Joe uh, Sam Sam Gerard. Uh, Gerard. He th- that actor's name is Kenneth Kimmins. Yeah, Kenneth Kimmins. And he is super cute. He's got this very car- he's got very cartoony, like joyous features that are that are yeah yeah. But and and as does uh, uh, the. Private Eye that gets <laughs> killed by the snake in the box. Uh, yeah, um, Douglas Dirksen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, Douglas Dirksen was uh, the other guy. Jack Riley is the the Private Eye. But yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Sam. I'll go with Gerard. Yeah, he was he was really cute. My he was very very. Third cute. choice was Jonathan, dressed as uh, Mike Brady. <laughs> Mike Brady. <laughs> well, what was his name? Ed, Edna and what? Vern. Vern. Yeah. Jonathan is Vern. I was like, ooh, I like the when mustache. When he's dressed as Rip Brady. Rip Brady? Rip Brady. Yes. <laughs> the sideburns. Vern and Edna. Guys, do you have anything more to talk about before ratings? Yeah, I do. I have one thing. I don't think we really fully intri- like talked about the how sexually interested the engineer was in his robot toy. The way he caressed its chest for so long in that one <laughs> shot made me very uncomfortable. I thought he was like programming it or something. <laughs> no, he was touch he was caressing the Robbie logo on its chest for a really long time. And I was just Well, that's interesting because the design of the robot, there is the light up, there's two circles or wheels that I think it's meant to resemble like uh, the reels inside of a older computer. Right. But it, it, in some ways when you have, you know, something that's a humanoid figure and you put two circles um, (laughs) on its chest and then you put a dot in the center of each of those (laughs) two circles, it can sometimes not look as much like, uh, the workings of a large mainframe computer, as you might think it does. Yeah, that's true. A lot of um, a lot of scientists, toy scientists, fall into that trope. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, I I actually had the thought because I work with objects um, all the time. I mean, that's like my job, not toys. Although I podcast, did do that based on years the, ago. Based on the pick the, the your poke segment of this podcast, you are an objectophilia. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, when he puts Robbie into the safe the first time, I think the way that he kind of like waves at it or acknowledges it immediately made me think of the way that I talk to the objects in the museum's collection. Oh. The way that I talk about them and that I that I totally do that. Like cute. It's not it's not like I, I was about to say I'm not into animism or anything, but I think perhaps I have been indoctrinated with some sort of trickle-down Shinto 
hmm. related animism. But hmm. but hmm. I do that. So when he did that, the same thing I think that you're perceiving as as sexualized, I was totally t- taking hmm. on as as recognizable behavior to myself. Oh, I like that. Although obviously, like I'm not stroking or fiddling with any of the other. <laughs> yeah, it was just a very with sustained the, with the chest <laughs> circles of the robot. With the, <laughs> right. Very holes just and, holes and poles. Long fingertip history touching. If you touch anything with your fingertip in that way for the long a long time, it's gonna be like weirdly sexual. See? <laughs> Don't talk about ET again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to. All right. Ratings. Zero Ratings. to five. Zero to five hearts, Joe. It is a five Yay! hearts episode by far it's yeah. a 10 by hearts. far that's great oh it was major major majorly entertaining i loved it <laughs> so the funniest episode ever yeah the funniest the, one of the best holiday themed episodes ever of anything mm-hmm. so good it was incredible highly highly recommend this episode mm-hmm. if you're a first time watcher so good yes five ellen it's a five for me. Oh, yeah. And, uh, for so many reasons, but especially because, as I had uh, stated before leading up to it, this is one of my favorite TV or movie murders ever, mm-hmm. ever. But especially across uh, the heart to heart of I super love that he gets bitten with the Karari tipped <laughs> snake in the grass. Karari. <laughs> Death in the box. Uh, so good. So good. Guys. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I feel it coming. <laughs> it's a heart of gold. Yeah. It's a five for me. Yes. This definitely is. <laughs> I, I, <sighs> Very well deserved. Oh, my God. Like, this may be the episode that I'm like, oh, you don't know if you want to watch Heart to Heart? Watch Tis the Season for Murder. Tis Season for Murder. <laughs> and... Like, I don't know. It's definitely not indicative of the series, uh, no. but it is an element of the series that should be recognized. Uh, it's it's zany and it's yeah. very entertaining. <laughs> and um, it would it's a great standalone holiday season episode of, of TV. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. You don't really have to know very much to mm. enjoy it. After the last two episodes, this was yeah. so like life affirming yeah. <laughs> uh, at least in my life choices of doing this podcast <laughs> I'm very <laughs> very happy again that was so funny I hadn't laughed that hard in a long time and then tonight I think is the most I've laughed in years uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow wow I'm cockadoodie <laughs> so uh, uh, cockadoodie yeah. fuck yeah no five this is a heart of gold I thought you guys were gonna rate it highly and I was thinking from the listener's point of view what separates this in your guys's mind from a Muppety type episode that we don't like as much it didn't feel like it was for kids even though it was about children's toys mm-hmm. it was very much an adult storyline like it was it was about espionage and that's ludicrous <laughs> in and of itself but the fact that they played it out with murderous toys and then hypersexualized toys <laughs> um really yeah. you just don't get any better than that and and then the hearts in costume twice not just once but twice and one of them is so bananas <laughs> <laughs> which one? They're both so bananas. No, I don't know which San- one is more Santa bananas. And, Santa and the elf is like that's that was just that seemed kind of like 
hey, we noticed that this is in the office. Let's just go and put, <laughs> yeah. put on the clothes from and those they don't mannequins. Even use it as the thing that you think they would use it as. But Vern and Edna, who who I love this. I love that Jonathan says this seems like a job for Vern and Edna. Yeah, and it's like oh. They have done this before, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping they will do it again. Yeah. Ellen, what I separates love this Edna. in your mind? I just could feel the listeners think saying, this is, but this is a very Muppety episode. Why do you guys like this one and not uh, whatever other death in the slow lane or whatever? I mean, I totally understand and, and concur with the episodes that have been described as Muppety. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> although the most recent episode that was described as Muppety, I, for some reason, it's like I hit my head and for some reason didn't take as much umbrage with that aspect of it. What? Um, Which one? In the murders a man's best friend. Oh, yeah. um, but I, if I'm thinking about it just in the context of the Muppety style episodes and I don't ever want to run down the Muppets ever. So I'll say this without meaning to put down Muppets, that the thing that the feeling that's missing from this episode, um, although the capers and the costumes and the humor are very present is that nobody's played as a buffoon in this episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference is it's not like it doesn't have like an apple dumpling gang sort of like it's, it's not like home alone burglars or anything. There's just nobody who's being played as a comic fool. And to me, that's the difference. It's the, it's the tone versus the, the content Mm -hmm. maybe. And another thing, I agree with that completely, but the other thing for me is that the villains aren't um, cartoon villains. They're, they're, they're uh, business people, they're executives. So it's like this very true kind of villainry as opposed to like, like in um, Murder is a Man's Best Friend where it's a scientist at a dog food company who has this hot henchman <laughs> woman who menacingly walks on a treadmill. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that shit is all, so, and they look, it's Boris and Natasha. Like yeah. it's, if yeah. you can draw Cartoon. direct parallels to cartoons, that's when I get Muppet But this one, stuff. Uh, this one. Yeah, there's me, not a Blofeld aspect to yeah. it. It's a, this one is, was very high risk of becoming very super Muppety in totally. my opinion. There's a, it's a scientist at a toy company at a very well secured toy company, <laughs> basically like a James Bond facility secured toy company making toys that get ripped off. It was very high risk for being Muppety. And what I think, I think, I think it is Muppety, honestly. And I'm a, but I'm just more, I think we're more okay with it being Muppety if you go this crazy. If you're showing you're right. the little pilot from the, uh, <laughs> airplane you're you're doing a shot of him as if he's the bad guy you're having so much fun with it and you're just going balls to the wall this crazy with it whereas our other less liked Muppety episodes I think were just a little boring or they weren't quite there they were trying to be something that they weren't really and they just didn't they weren't as funny and they didn't have as many fun moments yeah this one i was so enraptured i never really lost interest i was just the whole time so entertained i think you're i i agree with you completely that this episode goes one step further than the previous muppety episodes like it goes full Muppet, I guess. Like we it's, all it's like the Muppets, right? We like the Muppets. Right. Well, oh, the Muppets I, I, are... I'm going to say like just in, in 
an aside about the Muppets, I believe the Muppets could also tackle uh, Ibsen or something. The Muppets just choose not to tackle serious <laughs> Correct. Yeah. subjects seriously, but I believe that they absolutely could. They love levity. They want to keep it light. 100%. The Muppets are, we, we are never, we are never speaking ill of the Muppets. When right. we say that something yeah, is a Muppet is... show episode, we don't mean that the Muppet show sucked. <laughs> no. We mean that the episode is catering to a kind of children's yeah um like it's a it's a cartoon it's a cartoon cartoon. yeah cartoon and so i guess i shouldn't we shouldn't say muppet because the muppets are way classier than that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but you know what i mean like it's it's time to put on makeup i think it's it's time to dress up i think that term (laughs) came from (laughs) death in the slow lane which borrowed heavily from yeah. Paul Williams' penny farthing ass uh, yeah. turn of the century. I mean, there's a reason. Yeah. I, I want to believe that we're not going to get hate mail from <laughs> uh, Muppet stands. Yeah. Yeah. We love but, the Muppets. Uh, it's, it's oh my god! And, and no. it's like a it's like a caper vibe. It's a certain kind of of comedy. Yeah. I won't even yeah. say that it's cornball. It's just sort of like a. a family type humor yeah. that seems very distinctly seated for, for me in the mm-hmm. mid to late seventies. Like I, I invoked the apple dumpling gang, which mm-hmm. is from, you know, from an totally. amazing streak of live action Disney films. And I think there's, there's a lot of elements like that, but yeah, but you know, live action is the other keyword I think is that's why we, we, don't, we don't call it cartoony yeah, for some reason, the live actioniness of, you're right. Cause the Muppets being live action, they took, a, they did do a little bit more serious things than like Rocky and Bullwinkle or something like that. Mm-hmm. They were, it was sort of realistic ish stories. It's just when the hearts do that style episode, a lot of times they don't quite get, there that it's not super funny or super serious or super entertaining a lot of most of the time when they do a muppet type episode it's just not quite the level that this one got to the thing with the muppet show is that it was it was not necessarily children's pro it was children's programming that adults could also enjoy so it was like the humor wasn't necessarily body but it was adult like they like you knew that kermit and miss piggy were fucking and you yeah. knew like there was uh, like there was, there's a lot uh, of they what? <laughs> yeah. sorry to break your they world were Ellen, but, <laughs> but like you like you know how I'm, you know what i mean though like they they would <laughs> reference just like you said <laughs> just like you said that, that the muppets could do ibsen if they decided to do ibsen maybe they have perhaps that's the thing have. like the the muppets would would frequently class up the joint like they would try to be like gonzo would even (laughs) do well fuck shakespeare and and now i'll respectfully um disagree with part of what you're saying in that i believe that the muppet show is not for children that it's for it's family entertainment which is really um so it definitely has it touches all of those points and also has that the layers where you can you know something that children can love adults see that next layer yeah that that appeals to them totally. And I think that all those Henson characters and, and there's so many Sesame street moments that are the same, right? Because it's something you're experiencing together, like a broad age range. But yeah, yeah all the that is, show. I love them. That is what I'm saying. That That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Like, and that's yeah. why these, we, these episodes, when I refer to them as Muppet show episodes, they are, <laughs> they are doing everything like they're, it's just Muppet show style capers yeah. with, 
more body humor. I have to say, like, I, I'm sorry if I, if I created a culture of, uh, Muppet, Muppet derision, show. like a, a fear of Muppet derision, planting a <laughs> seed. Although it's good to clarify, like what we're, what we're talking about. I mean, it makes total yep. sense to me. I think everybody who hears you describe something as Muppety knows exactly what that means in the context of that episode or any future episodes. But, um, we're talking about it as if like, Dr. Teeth from the Electric Mayhem has like a crew and they're like circling around your apartment building right now with like baseball bats and garden hose ball bearing saps or something. Just Janice waiting. is at the door. Yeah. yeah. Janice like, is not cool, it, man. Hey man. Hey man. I just need to use your phone real quick. Yeah. <laughs> She's the Manson or she's like the yes. fatal vision one. <laughs> the hippie in the hat. Oh my God. Oh God. <gasps> We just solved a crime that has dogged investigators. Oh my God. Decades. We are a true crime podcast. Eric, it's time to celebrate <laughs> your dream come true. Oh God. You have solved <laughs> we the are Fatal Vision murder. It was Janice. Crime. Janice is the hippie in the hat. We've got another heart of gold on our hands. Uh, Tis the Seasons for Murder is right. I'm Of course, right now, it's my favorite heart to heart episode. I can't Ever? really. Yeah. I mean, it's it just, it wow. brought me. It brought me to tears with laughter. It's it's been it was such a joy to watch. Yeah. And I guess it is just like coming off of two relative duds. duds. Yeah. This one just felt amazing and Major it reminded duds. me like how fun this show is. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been a super fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Follow us on Instagram. It was Murder Pod. Follow us on Twitter. It was Murder Pod. Please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes, the Apple Podcasts thing, because it helps us. It helps us find more people like us that want to listen to us ramble on and on about <laughs> art to art. Uh, it'd be great. It would be really great to have more more people. That's it. You can also email us at it was murderpod at gmail.com. Our friend Freeway, it's just a few more sleeps until Christmas. So good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. And happy holiday season. Seasons, seasons, greetings. greetings. <laughs> happy seasons.